This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and I want to welcome you, everyone, here to Messianic Vision today. I'm so excited to have our guest. She is not only an inspiring children's minister, but an author and songwriter, and she is truly a world changer, one little life at a time. Please welcome the one and only Diane Layton. Hi, Diane. Hi, Donna. Listen, I'm just, I, I'm so excited because I've been studying your material the last uh, couple of weeks and uh, just the, the many, the thousands of lives that have been changed with what you have uh, developed for, for, for these little folks, for these children uh, in churches and families and homes, you know, all over the, all over the world, literally. So I am honored to actually uh, be here with you today. And I know one reason that this is so special to you, Diane, is when you were young, when you were growing up, uh, you experienced some things in your life uh, that weren't always so easy. And so that kind of uh, gives you a, a, a relatability to some things that children face and things that they experience. And I know um, you were 21 years old, working as an interior designer, and uh, one of your co-workers asked you a question that surprised you one day. Right. Yes. Um, so when I was a child, um, I was literally tormented by mm. And the Bible says that fear has torment. And um, I often wish that I had me to talk to when I was a little girl. Oh. (laughs) So I think because I was so tormented by fear and I was also tormented by emptiness, Mm. I, um, I felt so empty that it was a physical pain. I was actually, at 21, I was considering seeing a doctor because I thought maybe I had heart trouble. Yes. And um, so at work, I was working in British Columbia, in Vancouver, British Columbia, and a co-worker, his name's Ken Walker, and this is like over 40 years ago, and I, I, I actually call Ken and his wife, her name is Grace, I call them every year, March the 9th. <sighs> Thank them. Thank you, thank you, thank you for telling me about Jesus. And, and again, yeah, the first question that he asked me when we sat down one day, we were sitting down over coffee, and he said, Diane, have you ever felt an emptiness inside? And I couldn't even look at him. I, I wow. Who told you to ask me that question? Because it's, it's all I could think about was how empty I was. And I kept trying to fill the emptiness mm-hmm. with partying and going out, things that young people would do. But then I, then I was had so much fear, like I was afraid to go to sleep at night. I think feeling guilty <laughs> about some of the things I'd done. And anyway, I was just, I was a mess. And he said, the only thing, the only person who can ever feel that emptiness is Jesus. And that that began an adventure, and I'm just forever grateful yes. that he talked to me about the Lord. And he and his wife invited you to church. Yes. 
Yes, and I, I went to the church. It was um, in Vancouver, and it's a great church, but for some reason, um, week after week, month after month, I never really understood or heard the gospel. Um, I, I heard about Jesus, and I heard, but I didn't, I kept wondering, like that, the day that Ken talked to me about the Lord, he gave me his testimony, mm-hmm. how he had been an alcoholic, they had six children, they were, and I was like, what, you? <laughs> your family like that? And it's like, what? And then he said, and then he went to this meeting and got saved. And um, a customer came in right when he said that. Uh. And I, so I, I kept, so for the, I went to church and I started reading my Bible. I, I had a Bible that my grandmother gave me, but I used it to keep money in. <laughs> I'd never read it. <laughs> so I started reading the Bible. I like quit smoking and I was trying to get saved, but I didn't know, understand what that meant. And um, so anyway, March the 9th, 1975, there was actually a, a music group at the church. Mm-hmm. They clearly explained, because I, in my limited understanding, I thought, yeah, I think I believe in God, and I, I think I believe that Jesus died on the cross, and now if we're good enough, we can go to heaven. Mm. I, I didn't understand so you didn't understand that 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 little basic part of yes I want to be saved but how do I get there? Yeah, yeah you you'd missed that little part. Yeah, and I and and I think that that was actually God's way too because it made me um, become a seeker. Mm. Me, I yes, you really want to know. And the night, March the ninth, nineteen seventy five. So that night they gave this invitation to. Um, they made the gospel really clear and then said, if you want to receive Jesus, put up your hand. And I thought, put up my hand? What do I have to do? I've been trying for months to get saved. All I have to do is put up my hand. And I remember opening my eyes to see, okay, is anybody else going to put up their hand? And we all do that. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it was like God just... In that moment, I looked down, not only was one hand going up, but both hands going up. Mm. get teary thinking about this because it was like, in that moment, I, I don't know if I understood what I was saying, but I knew that I needed Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I felt Jesus come into my heart. I know some people, you know, it's not a big dramatic salvation, but God knew that I just was so desperately empty. Mm-hmm. And I felt the emptiness disappear. I felt him come into my heart, and that that was the end. And it was, and I stood there and cried for like twenty minutes, and just cried and cried and cried. And it was like God was washing all the pain, all the fear, all the anxiety away from my life. And it was it was powerful. I was um, saved. Wow, wow, <laughs> that is wonderful. And I understand that that very week, that very same week, you were reading Psalm 40, and that made a huge impact on you. I know. I was, I, I was just kind of flipping through my Bible, because I, you know, that's something else I'm kind of passionate about, is, is trying to help people know how to read the Bible. Right. But so anyway, I was flipping through it, and I came to Psalm 40, where it says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. And I felt, I thought, mm. that's, I, he heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, 
And that's, I felt like that night God filled my heart and he pulled me up out of my lifestyle. And then it goes on to say, he put a new song in my mouth. Ah. Praise to our God. And when I was a teenager, I used to write poetry and I used to write a lot of things, but I got so depressed as a teen, mm. quit writing because it was all about death and the end of the world. Right, right. And you, you, you started being consumed with that emptiness and the fear and everything. So it's a little hard to write like that, I guess, anything that would be uplifting. But oh, that is a wonderful scripture. I know if anyone listening has ever felt that, please go to Psalm 40 and read that for yourself in your Bible. That is amazing. And I I know this, this is the way a lot of churches are, a lot of people are. As soon as somebody gets saved and they're really saved and they really want to put them to work and they're enthusiastic and they got a lot of energy. People wanted you. They kept saying to you, oh, you should get involved in children's ministry. (laughs) So I I was going to the church in Vancouver and I was there for about a year. And Ken and his wife, Grace, like Grace discipled me. She was amazing. She, she, I'm forever thankful to her. But after that year, I thought I need to go back to Alberta and Mm -hmm. make things right with my family. My parents had five kids and had no trouble with any of them except for me. No. <laughs> I, was, I was a handful as a teenager, and so I thought, I need to go home and make things right. So I started going to this little church in rural Alberta, and that's when they said, oh, come and work with the kids. And, and I said, I, but I don't actually, actually at that time, I, I didn't even like kids. No. <laughs> I, if you... If you had asked me when I was a child, what do you want to do when you grow up? I knew as a child that I was called to work with children. Mm. People, people would say, what do you want to do? And I'd say, well, I want to be a teacher or work at an orphanage. Or, and I had long forgotten that. And um, I became an interior designer. I worked with window coverings. I say now I'm a real interior designer. Exactly. <laughs> but so I had forgotten all about that. And God brought that back to me. It's like, wow, he had put that dream in my heart. Even when I didn't believe, even when I was a child, there was a call. And I, I believe that's true in, with everyone, mm-hmm. that there's a, a call and a destiny in our lives. And that's, and that's why it's so important we watch for it in children, because we could nurture that. Well, when people started asking you this, I, I guess it, it, it kind of brought this back to you, and you started paying attention, and, and, and you said you, you even was, were paying attention to the things that the children were being taught. Yes. Yeah. So I said, okay, you want, to, you want me to work with the children? Okay, so I went back into their Sunday school room, and my jaw literally dropped because I, I thought, what? It, like, Sunday school was, like, school. Mm. They had they had workbooks and they were sitting around tables and I looked at it and it was like I thought this is not an adequate representation of Jesus who yes. changed my life yes. so much. Yes. The kingdom of God is amazing. The kingdom of God is filled with life and energy and adventure. And so I so I told the gal who had asked me, I said, Okay. I will, I will try this with the kids, but you need to pray for me because I, I'm going to need help. <laughs> I need God's help. to. And so I, that's what I did. I started to pray and just say, Lord, please help me. 
um, lead me to whatever resources or show me what how to teach kids about who you really are. Mm-hmm. And and he did. And he did. And this, I love this. Uh, you you said that as a musician. You used to write some songs, but you really, you really didn't read music, and you really only played a couple of chords on a guitar. But you started once you asked God to help you. You started hearing all these songs in your head and in your heart, songs that that same week that you asked Him. Yes, and those songs like continue. And the Bible says that we're all to make melody in our hearts to the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Bible says um, that he rejoices over us with singing. So when I read that verse, I thought, okay, can I somehow tune in to that radio station? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are you singing, Lord? And and he just started to, like, I would hear songs in my head, um, simple songs um, based on Scripture that the kids could um, really grab onto and and that's I, I started um, doing that with memory verses too, mm-hmm. simple um, beat to it, a rhythm, sometimes a little song, um, with the scripture and the reference, so that well I did it actually so that I could remember verses. Yes, but yes. Grew into several hundred. I call them like I became known as Hugawaga. Oh. <laughs> And I, I say I have the Huggawaga paraphrase. I, I love that. But, you know, uh, you weren't, like, musically inclined to the point that hundreds of songs would flow out of you. Mm. You said that you called them downloads. It was just like a yeah. download. It, yes, a very awesome download. And um, I think we're going to talk about some of those songs, but, like, I... Um, the songs that, for a long time, for many years, the songs were, like, trapped inside of me. Mm. I, I did have some people that I could, like, sing them to, and they would try to record them. But it was it was almost like being handicapped, because I could hear this music, but I couldn't communicate it. But now I have, like, an amazing music producer, <laughs> and I think, oh, yay, he can hear what's in my head. And make it sound so good that actually in Canada we've won Covenant Awards for children's music. He's like so. I, I'm to the point now with my producer. His name's Corey Bittner. He's in Calgary, Alberta. And he, I, what I do now is just sing songs onto my iPhone and send him that file, and then he um, arranges it and adds all the instruments. And oh, we win awards. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Now, I, I want to talk to you. Let's let's start digging into a little bit of uh, your your philosophy behind teaching children. Talk to me a little bit about building versus uh, renovating. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes people, um, there's kind of a stigma about children's ministry. And when you ask people, like, do you, would you like to serve in children's ministry, people kind of go, Oh, but I'm not good with kids, or I'm not, and I. So I like to just remind people that the Bible says that we are building, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, and what is built into the lives of children affects in a huge way the rest of their lives. And I, I like to say that when we work with teenagers or adults, a lot of what we end up doing is renovating, and. 
I think most people would rather build than renovate. Renovating is like tearing down and all the, like the, the mess that happens with renovating. We need to, so when we're renovating people's lives, it's like tearing down um, mindsets, belief systems, remodeling those. But with children, you get to build. Mm. Believe what you say. And that's why it's really important that you are careful with who speaks to the children. Right. Because kids, kids believe them. And, and when we build using the foundation of God's Word, the truth of God's Word, and helping children to, like what I, what I like to say is I'm, I'm working on their default setting. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you're working in a Word document, it always comes up that default setting, that font, that size. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with children, I say, let's work on your default setting. And, and let's build according to God's Word, your reactions, your responses, what you believe. And in children, it's um, the pl- childhood is where the foundation stones for life are set in place. Mm-hmm. Trust, confidence, faith in God. And we can all do that. It doesn't have to be just people who work in children's ministry. Parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. We can all build the children in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that, that is one of the key ways, too. You're talking about the way you speak to children and and uh, and being intentional about uh, looking for these teaching moments to build up the children with words. I know you gave an example about something you said you love getting down and looking into the eyes of children and saying these things to them. Like, like what would you say? Well, like, for example, I... I there's many children I've noticed who come to church dressed up like they like to dress. There's little boys who just go through this superhero stage where they want right. a superhero costume or right. girls come with their tiaras and their little. And I, so I liked, and so like an example was just recently the mom said, um, I hope it's okay she wears this. She she thinks she's a princess. And so I just right in front of the mom and right there with that little girl, I got down and I looked her in the eyes and I said, you are a princess. And she's like, what? (laughs) You belong to King Jesus. The daughter of a king is a princess. There's princesses on in this world who get to be princesses for a few years for this life, but you get to be a princess forever. Wow. (laughs) And little boys that are like dressed up, it's because there's God has put within them a sense of destiny and purpose and greatness. And and so with little boys, I'll say, you belong to King Jesus. You're the son of the King of Kings. That makes you a prince, Mm. a warrior prince. Ah, Boys like to be warriors, don't they? (laughs) And because God put that in there. Mm -hmm. And so then, and and then we can use that to teach them your, your warfare. (laughs) We don't war against flesh and blood. Your war isn't against your little brother. Your war is against the enemy. It's against fear. It's against discouragement. You are powerful, and, and it's like, it's awesome. Like, like I was thinking about Deuteronomy chapter 6, where it says, teach, teach God's word diligently to your children. Talk to them when you sit, sit in your house, when you walk, when you lie down, when you rise up. There's times that we can all, grandparents, aunts, uncles, children's pastors, mm. notice 
a pivotal moment in a child. Ask God to help us to be tuned in right moments and speak truth right then and it becomes an anchor yes yes and i know we're going to take a break in just a moment but there's one more thing i wanted to talk about before we go i know it's so so important to you diane as you were just saying how you, you talk to the children for them to understand who they are and whose they are and even the disciples even the disciples came to jesus and they said who who's the greatest in the kingdom I love that, don't you? Ask that. Like, right? Like, that's a funny question. Like, would I say, hey, Donna, who, who's the greatest guest you've ever had on the show? It's like, what? Like, why are you asking who is the greatest? Exactly. So anyway, I just, I, I, I can just imagine the disciples' surprise because they're thinking, is it me? Is it, you know? Right. And to their surprise, the Bible says in Matthew 18, Jesus called a child and put that child among them. And he said, the truth is, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. My goodness. And it goes on to say, beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. So I, I think it's important how we treat children. They yes. Friends in high places. <laughs> Very high places. <laughs> Okay, we are making available to you a resource that has literally changed the lives of thousands of children. It's Diane's Kingdom Kids Package, and you'll get two books, Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear, which we're going to talk about a little later in the program, and also Soldiers with Little Feet. Oh, my goodness, as I was reading that. Wow. And the package also includes two teaching CDs for you grown-ups, and it's called Building and Equipping Kingdom Kids. So if you want to know how to build the, a kingdom child, if you want to know how to equip a kingdom child so that your child knows who they are and whose they are. Oh, my goodness. I say, please, please, please get this material. And then something else, especially for the children, a brand new exclusive DVD called Kingdom Seekers, where Diane tells some of her fabulous stories to a group of children. And then every single child that watches this DVD will also hear this wonderful, wonderful presentation from Diane. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Diane a little bit about the night that changed her life forever so please stay with us call now and get diane layden's kingdom kids package which includes for your children and grandchildren her illustrated children's book ookie pookie spooky fear telling fear to go away and her exclusive dvd for children kingdom seekers plus you will receive diane's two great resources for parents grandparents and youth ministry leaders her book soldiers with little feet and her exclusive two-part audio cd teaching series building and equipping kingdom kids yours for a donation of 35 dollars Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9590. In Diane Layton's illustrated children's book, Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear, she addresses the three main fears your children or grandchildren might face. Fear of the dark, fear of abandonment, and fear of bullies. You will also receive Diane's exclusive DVD for children, Kingdom Seekers. This DVD comes from the imagination and creativity of Diane Layton and from the heart of God. Included is the Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear song. Fear, be gone, be gone. Fear, be gone. 
Plus, in this Kingdom Kids package are two valuable resources for parents, grandparents, and youth workers. Through Diane Layton's powerful book, Soldiers with Little Feet, she challenges you to look at your children as examples of what the Lord wants us all to be like. You also receive her two-part audio CD teaching, Building and Equipping Kingdom Kids. In this series, she will reveal to you how to teach your children to hear the voice of God, recognize and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, deliver prophetic declarations and decrees, pray for the sick and have them recover. Don't miss out on getting Diane Layton's Kingdom Kids Package, which includes for your children and grandchildren her illustrated children's book, Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear, telling fear to go away, and her exclusive DVD for children, Kingdom Seekers. Plus, you will receive Diane's two great resources for parents, grandparents, and youth ministry leaders, her book, Soldiers with Little Feet, and her exclusive two-part audio CD teaching series, Building and Equipping Kingdom Kids. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9590. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9590 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back, everyone, to Messianic Vision. I am here with Diane Layton, uh, children's minister extraordinaire. That's what I call you, Diane. <laughs> so we are so happy to have you with us today. And I wanted to uh, talk to you about something we mentioned right before break. There was a night in children's class one night, and you said that night literally changed your life forever. Why is that? Well, um, I had become a Christian, and then I started working with children's ministry, and but I didn't have a real—I knew that I loved the children. I knew God had put such an intense love in my heart for the kids, and they called me Hugga Wugga. <laughs> but, but for some reason, I thought my job— um, because I actually ended up on staff as children's pastor, and I had no idea still what I was doing. But I, I, I thought my job was to make church so fun and so exciting for the kids that they would um, bring their parents, especially on Sunday nights, mm-hmm. Sunday night service every week. And um, like the children's ministry program, I felt the expectation for me was to make it really fun and exciting. And so... I this one night we were talking about Jesus being our shepherd and we're the sheep. Mm-hmm. Acted out some of the Bible stories. I had costumes there for the kids going around. We had the lost sheep and we had we did all of these sheep and shepherd stories. And then we still had some time left over. And I said, you know what, guys, the Bible says that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. So let's why don't we listen? Why don't we listen to God? And it was. It was a whole new idea for me. I, I actually had no, absolutely no idea that he would actually speak to them. <clears throat> we talk about, you know, hearing God's voice, but I was, I didn't, I was thinking, okay, why don't we do this? We'll listen to God and then they'll have prayer requests and stuff. I was completely unprepared for what happened. I said, all right, we're going to listen to God's voice. And in my mind, this is going to be cute. They're going to have testimonies yes. requests. So I said, okay, everybody, let's go really quiet. Nobody talking to anybody else. And we're going to listen to God. When I count three, everybody listen. So one, two, three, and all their little sincere heads go down and their eyes are closed and they're listening really hard. And I'm thinking, this is so sweet and so cute. <laughs> 
and after just I don't I've learned and and that night too we didn't it's not a long time we listen we just just a minute or two and then I said okay did anybody hear God talk to you and all these hands went up oh okay okay well this is going to be cute and then I said um well let's hear what God said to you and there was one little girl at the back of the room her name's Karen and I she was waving her hand and she was about five years old and um I said, Karen, did God talk to you? And come and tell us what he said. And I'll never forget, she walked up to the front, and she had like dark, long ringlets, and her hair was bobbing. And she just walked up to the front with such confidence, and she took the microphone. (laughs) The Lord just told me that my spirit is just as big as an adult's. An adult's or an adult's, depends if you're in Canada or in the States. Right. That my spirit is just as big as an adult's. And she went and sat back down. Wow. And I I thought, that's what I thought, wow. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, That's pretty deep. And so we, you know, we listened to more of the things. But that week, I couldn't forget that. I thought, how big are we spiritually? When when an adult asks Jesus to come in their heart, they're born again. And when a child asks Jesus to come in their heart, they're born again. Mm -hmm. Bible says, desire the sincere milk of the word that you can grow. So if a child feeds their spirit man and an adult doesn't, like I've, I just got thinking we could be in for some big surprises in heaven. And that week I was, the next Sunday, I was trying to draw a picture for some children on Sunday morning, and I drew this picture of the, it looked like a gingerbread man, and I said, when we ask Jesus to come into our hearts, our spirit is born again. And then I drew this little gingerbread man and one of the one of the kids said oh i have a me inside of me (laughs) i said yeah you do and so um there there came a song from that the spirit man song and but that night changed my life because i thought my job is not to just make church fun and exciting my job is to feed Mm. kids to feed their spirits and then the meals that that we prepare for them should be fun and exciting like nobody wants to eat you know porridge with not even any milk or sugar on it the the things that we need to teach the children need to be colorful and bright and energetic and nutritious not just not just filling in time and so that's when i i really started to pray God, please help me. Give me ways to teach these kids that will feed their spirits. Is that when, when you personally thought, okay, this is, this is not just a ministry for me. This is a calling. This is a calling. It was a definite calling. And, and you know, the Bible says in John 21, when Jesus was talking to Peter, he said, feed my sheep. And he also said, feed my lambs. And I, I really believe that God calls people to work with the young of the flock and that it's a high calling. And, and sometimes in churches, I, I, we just have to really pray and ask God to bring shepherds, people with shepherds' hearts. Too often we fill children's ministry with what I call hirelings. Mm-hmm. Hirelings are, are there out of a sense of duty. They're putting in their time. They're taking their turn. But, but we, need, we need shepherds. Who will who will feed and nurture and make green pastures for kids? Yes, 
Yeah. So my goodness. And and even so, I mean, children are so much like adults, just smaller sometimes. Um, like like the the fear and the emptiness, the things that 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 you experienced uh, when you were younger. I mean, we have children that that experience that too. And I love so much about your teaching that you include things like that on a level that children can understand. Like like sometimes their hearts hurt. Sometimes their hearts need healing. And explaining to them what's going on and what they do about it. Right, right. Because childhood trauma, pain, disappointment, fear, all of those things, if they are rooted in their childhood, by the time they're an adult, like that's, I, you know, there a few years ago it was called inner healing. Mm-hmm. I thought, I, I want the children that are in my life, I don't want them to have to go through that. I want them to teach that. Mm-hmm. I want them to grow up healed inside. And so like one of the one of the teachings I have and I, and I have this curriculum called I believe and there's actually four weeks in there that it's a four week module just what to do when you're in trouble. Mm. Cuz the Bible says in this world you will have tribulation, you will have trouble. So we need to to help them get ready for that. So so one way that I do that there's a teaching called what to do when your heart hurts. And we talk to the kids, if you, if you fall off your bike and cut your arm and you've got this open wound on your arm, what, what do you need to do? And we talk about that, like you need to clean it out, your mom's going to put a Band-Aid on it, and it gets healed. But there's things that can cut and wound us on the inside. When someone uses words or something happens in our family that cuts us, yes. it, then what do we do? Do we swallow a Band-Aid? No. And they they laugh at me. No. I said, okay, well, what do we do? And so I, I write it out in the curriculum, and we've done this um, for um, families that are going through crisis. And, and one, one story about that, there was a little guy one night, we were doing this, we had nine families together, and this little guy, he was about four years old, and he was... Um, just running around, kind of rolling on the floor, climbing under the furniture. And and sometimes when children have behavior problems, it's because of the pain inside. And it's just a, a manifestation of pain inside, and they don't know what to do with all those feelings. And um, his mom was so apologetic, and I said, no, no, don't worry about it. This is a safe place. It's fine. And so we taught about how Jesus can... Um, He's the great physician, and we talked about healing for our hearts. And and so this mom, a couple weeks later, she she came and talked to me, and she said, this is what happened this week. She said, I was looking for my little boy. He had been outside playing, and then I couldn't see him in the yard. So I went around the house, and I looked in the family room, and then I found him. He was laying in his bed with his hands on his heart. Oh. And I said, I said, are you okay? And he, and he opened his eyes, and he said, yeah, Jesus is putting a Band-Aid on my heart. Oh, my. And, she, and the mom said, do you miss Daddy? And, and he nodded, and they had this wonderful healing prayer time. And I just thought, oh, Lord, thank you for simple tools. 
Sure. Kids know what to do with that pain. Yes, Talk yes. Jesus and let him touch their heart. Right. And you have provided so many of these tools and things that I personally had never even thought about. And I have children, I have grandchildren, and I want to make sure that my children know what to do when your heart hurts or know what to do when you're in trouble, know where to turn to and don't just just feel that emptiness inside like they don't have anywhere to go. So I, I... I wanted to ask you about this. You had said that you just don't want to tell children Bible stories. You don't want them to just have stories about Jesus, but you really want them to know Jesus. Yes. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it is huge because so often in children's ministry, like in, in when I was growing up in a like a, a, a denominational church, I remember we would get stars if we brought a Bible to church. Right. But then we would we would never open it. <laughs> oh my goodness! In children's ministry, like they they've heard the story of David and Goliath and the three Hebrew children and Noah's Ark probably you know how forty times by the time they're in sixth grade. Mm. So it's like we the Bible stories are good, but let's teach them the Word. Yes. And and so I I have. All kinds of, um, like even even with um, what to do when your heart hurts. One of the verses that we teach, it's actually not a, a scripture. It goes, but it goes like this: I love reading Psalm sixty-one and sixty-two. When I'm in trouble, I know what to do. I run to the rock and I pour out my heart. I do run, run, run. I do run, run. <laughs> I do run, run, run. I do run, run. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about a couple of the books that you have authored, um, Diana. Uh, we've been talking about fear and what children do when they're in trouble and that kind of thing. You wrote a book called Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear. That book is brand new, like just out. And um, it, it, But the song, we're actually doing a series of books now called Song Stories. There was a song called Ookie Pookie that was a download um, over 30 years, about 30 years ago, I, and I came to Children's Church um, to the kids that I was ministering to, and I said, hey, guys, listen to this song. I hadn't sung it out loud. It had been, like, trapped in my head. So I sang, ookie, pookie, spooky fear, you have no right to come near. In Jesus' name, get out of here. Fear, be gone, be gone. Fear, be gone. And then there's verses for it. But I sang that, and right in the front row, this little girl, um, she she started to just sob, like cry really loud. Mm. And I thought, oh, I wonder if a boy pulled her hair. <laughs> she pinched her finger in the chair. What happened? So I, I stopped singing, and I said, um, her name is Danielle, and I said, Danielle, honey, what's wrong? And she's, I'll never forget her little face. She said, I got scares inside of me. And I said, all right, well, then let's sing this song again, and let's pray, and let's tell fear to go away. And she remembers that day. And and after church, I went and found her mom, and I said, hey, just so you know what happened in kids' church today. And her mom said, oh, praise the Lord. We've been up every night for weeks with terrible nightmares. And um, the nightmares stopped, and Danielle remembers that day when when fear got defeated, and that song, that song has helped people. Like I just got a note like yesterday on Facebook about the Ookie Pookie song. Somebody was actually going through a kidney transplant. Oh. And 
fear they were preparing for surgery and yes. and I was so filled with fear and then I remembered Ookie Pookie and I started singing it. Oh my goodness. So often we, we tell we tell children don't be scared, but we need to tell them what to do when they are afraid. We need to give them a tool. Yes, yes. And so I'm so excited about this song becoming a book now. Yes, and that uh, the book is brand new, is that correct? Brand new. That's brand new, and you will receive that as a part of this uh, Kingdom Kids package that we're offering from this program. So be sure to get that. And uh, I don't know, once you get it, I'm sure you're going to want to get more for all the the little people in your life. Tell me a little bit about uh, the Seeker series. You you wrote a series of books uh, with the main character. His name was the Seeker, or he was the Seeker. So what is that story about? Well, back when I talked earlier about I started to pray and ask God for ideas. And I, I had been reading Daniel 11.32, where it says, the people who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, Lord, the, the children that I am teaching, I don't think they know you. They can say the books of the Bible. They can recite some verses, but I don't think they know you. Would you help me? Give me an idea. And, and right as I was praying, I saw a picture in my mind of a king. And I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was a group of children? Oh, and the little boy's name is Seeker, and I just started to get the download for, for Seeker. And it's now it's a series of seven allegorical stories, and I'm actually, the Lord has given me a download, like right now, in this season for number eight. And it's about a little boy named Seeker and his friends, and they live in the kingdom, but they don't know the king. Hmm. What they really like to do is go to the Carnalville. Oh, of selfishness. Mm -hmm. And then in the first story, they get to know the king, and then after that, they become his army, and they fight dragons. The dragons in the stories are anger, fear, bitterness, discouragement, terrible, nasty dragons. And I, I, to help empower kids, like the dragons in the seeker stories aren't scary. The dragons are disgusting. (laughs) Never, ever ever had a bath, ever. They've never, ever, ever brushed their teeth. Oh, no. Oh, they're just the most disgusting. So so the kids go, oh, let's get those dragons. Yeah, we're not going to let fear rule us. Right, right. The dragon fear, like, oh, and, they're, and they're, it, it makes them rise up. It gives them a weapon, like, I'm not afraid of the enemy. He's afraid of me. <laughs> and you tackle some pretty tough subjects for kids in these stories, but in a way to where they can understand them. That's amazing. Yes. When I first began hearing the downloads and telling the stories, now, like, so the secret stories are, um, I tell the stories using hats, which will be on the DVD that, that we're doing. We're going to take a quick break. Sid and I want to make sure that we get this powerful, powerful resource in your hands today. It's Diane Layton's Kingdom Kids Package. It includes two books, Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear that she just talked about, and Soldiers with Little Feet that we're going to talk about in just a moment. Also, Diane's brand new, this is a brand new two-CD teaching set for the grown-ups called Building and Equipping Kingdom Kids, and also her brand new DVD for the children called Kingdom Seekers. Why does the church need kids today? And how do we prepare these little soldiers for the coming move of God? We're going to find out in just a moment. Stay with us. 
Did you know that your children or grandchildren can be taught how to hear the voice of God, recognize and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, deliver prophetic declarations and decrees, pray for the sick, and have them recover? Diane Layden recognizes that God wants to raise up a generation of children that will seek Him and His kingdom. Now your children or grandchildren can be a part of this. I love to tell children, you are royalty. And when children understand who they are and that they belong to the King of Kings, it's very, very, very empowering. Call now and get Diane Layden's Kingdom Kids Package, which includes for your children and grandchildren her illustrated children's book, Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear, Telling Fear to Go Away, and her exclusive DVD for children, Kingdom Seekers. Plus, you will receive Diane's two great resources for parents, grandparents, and youth ministry leaders. Her book, Soldiers with Little Feet and her exclusive two-part audio CD teaching series, Building and Equipping Kingdom Kids. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9590. In Diane Layton's illustrated children's book, Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear, she addresses the three main fears your children or grandchildren might face. Fear of the dark, fear of abandonment, and fear of bullies. In the book, fear is illustrated as a dragon. And in Revelation, it talks about the enemy being a dragon. The illustrations are like a child at school, and the dragon fear is like over the top of the school. But they turn the page, and that's when the little girl is like on top of that dragon. You will also receive Diane's exclusive DVD for children, Kingdom Seekers. This DVD comes from the imagination and creativity of Diane Layden and from the heart of God. They were afraid of the dark. Ookie pookie. But they were afraid of the light. Ah! because the dragon <laughs> controlled them. Included is the Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear Song. Plus, in this Kingdom Kids package are two valuable resources for parents, grandparents, and youth workers. Through Diane Layden's powerful book, Soldiers with Little Feet, she challenges you to look at your children as examples of what the Lord wants us all to be like. You also receive her two-part audio CD teaching, Building and Equipping Kingdom Kids. In this series, she will reveal to you how to teach your children to hear the voice of God, recognize and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, deliver prophetic declarations and decrees, pray for the sick and have them recover. Don't miss out on getting Diane Layton's Kingdom Kids Package, which includes for your children and grandchildren her illustrated children's book, Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear, Telling Fear to Go Away, and her exclusive DVD for children, Kingdom Seekers. Plus, you'll receive Diane's two great resources for parents, grandparents, and youth ministry leaders. Her book, Soldiers with Little Feet, and her exclusive two-part audio CD teaching series, Building and Equipping Kingdom Kids. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9590. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9590 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision, everyone. I'm here with Diane Layton. As I said before, children's minister extraordinaire, and I just have come to love her material and will certainly use it myself for sure. Diane, I, this phrase, oh my goodness, I read this over and over again, this phrase, soldiers with little feet. How did that come about? Well, I was actually ministering at a camp. I used to do lots of camp meetings, and um, I, it was at a six 
6 a.m. prayer meeting, which is kind of a miracle that I was even there. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a gal there um, that used to pray for me, and she would just she was such an intercessor. So it was worth me getting up that week early. And she had her arms around me, and as she prayed for me, I heard, literally heard, like I thought it was in the building, um, footsteps marching, hundreds, thousands, and 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 you could hear it was it was children marching. So you actually, this was audible for you. You actually thought someone was in the building with you in yes. this marching. Yes. Amazing. And it, they marched for, like, I could hear it and, and until I consciously thought, oh, my goodness, it's an army of children. And then I got the download for the song, and it goes, I hear the sound of an army of soldiers with little feet, and they are marching into battle in the name of the King of Kings. And it goes, oh, Lord, fill them up with your power, with your wisdom, and with your love. Oh, Lord, raise them up in this hour. Little people who know their God. Little people who know their God. Powerful, <laughs> powerful, powerful. That's who are the children with little feet, the soldiers, the warriors. Oh, my goodness, I love it. And, and, and they are. You, you even know stories about how, how children can actually minister. They have received the teaching. They've received it into their heart. They received Jesus. They are now believers. And they are actually ministering to one another. Yeah, and to adults. Like I, I compared, like the Bible says that we're a body and that every part of the body is important. And so I think, okay, then children are little body parts. Right, right. Where would we be without our fingers, our toes, our ears? Like the little body parts are essential. And yet too often we we put them in some basement room to be entertained. It, like it's like, oh, my goodness, like we need the little body parts. Yes, and, and I like Ephesians chapter 4. We're so familiar with that scripture that says equip the saints. It doesn't say how old the saints are. <laughs> and when a child, like I said earlier, is born again and they receive Jesus when they're like whatever age, um, I wonder how we would feel if we had been a Christian for three, four, five, six, seven, ten years and still people say we're, we're not big enough to serve God. Right, and just right. Learning about him. Right. So, and and you said that that some of these children actually pray for one another, not not just pray for one another, but with results. I mean, for healing, uh, they experience miracles. Some of them prophesy. Yes, and and prophetic words like with kids can be very interesting. But like one story that comes to mind is, um, we had been teaching the children about who they are that they're sons and daughters of the king, which makes them royalty, and that they have authority as sons and daughters of the king. And, and this one, one children's church service, we had a time, I, I said, um, is there anyone here who needs healing? There'd been quite a kind of a wave of sickness, lots of colds and things. So I said, just put up your hand and we're going to pray. And I said, who wants to come and pray? And one of the kids came up to the mic and she um, for a few minutes, it was awkward. She, I can just still see her. She, was, she looked like royalty. She stood at the microphone, but she just stood there with her eyes closed and her hands kind of stretched out in front of her, and she just stood there. And I realized afterwards that everything that we'd been teaching, so 
suddenly was like clicking with her. And after after the awkward silence, but you, but even as she stood there, God's presence was in the room. And she, she said, I am a princess. Princesses don't ask for things. Princesses make decrees. In the name of Jesus, I command every sickness to get away from these kids. And she started to just pray. And it's like, whoa, like the place erupted. Everybody was clapping and <laughs> so powerful. I would have loved to have seen that. That's my dream, right? There it is. It's yes. Someone who knows who they are and whose they are. Yes. And and stands in that authority. Yes. Wow. That is amazing. And give us quickly, just a, just a couple little points. Uh, if, if people are, are saying, yes, I'd like to include the children. Yes. And, you know, give them something to do in our church. What are some things, if you've got two or three things that we can tell people um, right now, how are some ways that they can involve the kids in church? Oh, so many ways. And, and one, one thing I really like to say to kids, too, and to encourage families is have, have your children and you Come, go to church on purpose. On purpose? On purpose. Sometimes, like our favorite question after church is, did you have fun in kids' church? Hmm. How about some different questions? Um, did you get to um, talk to anyone new at church today? Did you get to pray for someone? Was there a time in church when you felt closer to Jesus? Just uh, different questions, because then their expectation is different. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. Wouldn't it be good if the children in your church came to church saying, Lord, anything you want me to do for you today? Yes. You want me to hug? Anybody you want me to sit with? Like, how powerful if if you're going through a hard time and, and a little member comes during worship and puts their hand on your shoulder and says, Jesus told me that you need a hug. <laughs> Very powerful. Very powerful. So, like, there's simple ways to involve them. And at our church, we involve kids everywhere. There's kids on the worship team. Mm-hmm. Psalm chapter 8, verse 2 says, The praise of children silences the enemy. Ooh. Do we ever hear it? Or do we, do kids, kids need to know that their praise is so powerful, it silences the enemy. And the, the moment that you put a child and a teenager, like have different age groups on the, on the um, platform help with worship, it engages then everyone. The sure. Go, oh, this is for me, too. I'm not just waiting to go to kids' church. Like, like if all the children in the congregation saw that there was a, a, a seven-year-old on the platform singing along with the adults. So you're saying that would make an impact on them to maybe... Now they feel included. And, and when there's a child who loves Jesus and they're lifting their hand and worshiping God, I guarantee you that people respond to that. Mm, yes, yes. Like so beautiful. What a beautiful ministry. And we have children like greeting at the doors. And, and when people come to the church, they go, oh, well, this is, they really believe in families here. <laughs> children even get to greet. And, and when new families come to a church, they're not really, the children don't, don't really care if the kids' church is, is, quote, fun. What they really are looking for is acceptance from yes. children. Yes. And so we, we, you know, I just suggest to people that you have teams of kids that are greeters and um, connectors, and they welcome new children, and mm-hmm. this is where the bathroom is. This mm-hmm. Sign in. This is where exactly. 
You know, I want to talk about something uh, that's very, very important right before we leave today, but I want to make one more one more comment about something that you have said about children and healing and prayer. You said that if, if you needed healing, that you would always love it if a child prayed for you because their faith is so pure and so strong. We are supposed to have the faith of a child. Yes, yes. We have adults on every prayer team. Mm, yes, we need to start including these soldiers with the little feet as well, don't we? Let me ask you this one last thing before we, before I have to let you go. Um, you know, uh, all the moves of God that we have seen in our history before, you ask a question that I thought was an amazing question. You said, why do, why do we think that all these previous moves of God didn't last beyond a generation? And maybe it's because we didn't include the children. What do we do, and how do we prepare our children for the next move of God? Well, I think just everything that we've been talking about. Like, if if children grow up not just hearing about God, but really knowing Him, and have opportunities to minister not some far-off day when they grow up, but right now, as they as they are used by God, and as they know Him in their heart, they they will. I, I, one of my books is called Carriers of the Kingdom. They'll just grow up knowing and carrying that kingdom and knowing who they are in Christ. And that's it's just the mistake I think that the church has made for for too many generations is usually children's ministry is in the basement or some far off corner with a low budget. Mm-hmm. It, it just is, and we need to invest in those children and and place high value on them. Like I, I remember going to one of the revival churches back 20 years ago, and it just grieved me. In their bulletin, it said, it said these words, there is no provision for children. Please arrange your own child care. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. There's something that, that you talked about that, that I loved so much when you were saying that, that you felt like, like so many people that are looking during these, during these last days, you feel like that, yes, we are about to have another great revival. It's right on the horizon, another mighty move of God, and you don't want the children to be left out this time. Right, right. So I think it's, it's just a case of implementing what I've said. It's, it, it's not... It's just getting them to know God and valuing them as members of the body. They're part of the body, and let's bring them with us. Mm-hmm. You know, when the children of Israel left Egypt, they, they weren't going to go without their children. Mm-hmm. I want my children, the, the children are coming with us. Exactly. Behind. They were a part of that group that left, yes. And, and if he's going to pour out his spirit... Uh, on an army uh, of believers for these end days. Is there a, an age limit on that? <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love in Acts chapter 2 when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, and he said, I think it's verse 39, um, the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children. Oh, that's good. Some pe- some people think, well, you know, children are too young to understand, or ch- children are, <laughs> I like to say, you know, people think, that children are too young to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. Well, that's right. <laughs> How much younger can you get? Not much younger than that. So that that is awesome. Diane, I would love for you to take a moment and pray before we leave today. Okay. 
Okay, well, Lord, thank you so much for every person who is listening to this message. Thank you, Lord, for all the children in our lives, all the little members, all the little people that are surrounding us, whether we're ministering to children in churches or whether we're parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles. Lord, I pray that you will open the eyes of our understanding, that from this day on, Lord, that we will see not just little people, but see soldiers that need to be equipped, kids that that need to grow up knowing who you are and experiencing you so that they carry your kingdom. They don't carry fear and doubt and worry yes. and anxiety. Lord, help us to equip them line upon line, precept upon precept, here little, there little. Equip the little saints. Equip the younger saints, God, to do the work ministry, not just someday when they grow up, but right now, this week at school, tomorrow at church, right now with that little brother. Lord, help us to activate and equip the soldiers with little feet. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Diane, thank you so much for being with us. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get Diane Layton's Kingdom Kids package for all the little soldiers in your life. Sid? Those animated, enthusiastic, faith-filled little members of your church or your home are your greatest resource. Who am I talking about? The children. Diane Layton suggests that we teach them and release them to be who Jesus said they are, great in the kingdom of God. Now, who has all the skills needed to do a perfect job of teaching children? Actually, no one. But Diane's desire is to help you to be a better builder, a better equipper, a better parent of these little saints. So don't miss your opportunity to get this life-changing resource from Diane Layton. It's her classic book, Soldiers with Little Feet, and her brand new children's book, Ookie Pookie Spooky Fear. I even like saying the name of the book. You'll also get Diane's brand new exclusive teaching series, Building and Equipping Kingdom Kids, and her brand new exclusive DVD, Kingdom Seekers. This will be one of the most important investments you've ever made, and it's all for only 35 U.S. dollars. That's right. This amazing resource, only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9590. That's offer number 9590.